Welcome to the In Memory of Man podcast, a show dedicated to the brave new world of crime, artificial intelligence, and you. The future is now. Here's your host, criminal trial lawyer, researcher, and author, Robert Kiesling. Hello, welcome to the Robot Crime Log Podcast. This is episode four. I am your host, Robert Kiesling, criminal trial lawyer out of Austin, Texas. Purpose of this podcast is to give you, the listener, the 411 on artificial intelligence and all things related to the criminal justice system. Last time I talked to y'all, we were talking about robot brothels, which was a, quite an interesting subject. And if you want to know more about that episode, you can go back to robotcrimeblog.com. And there's some other, obviously, podcast apps out there, Spotify and iTunes, that you can access that podcast as well. Alrighty, so I told you this time we would be talking about facial recognition, and if this subject doesn't create some kind of stir, some kind of passion in you to create a debate and tell people about it, I, I don't know what episode will. Before we do that, I'd like to go ahead and read you the news. In the news, Google says it accidentally sent some users private videos to strangers. Very encouraging. Government unveils new electronic tags for people under coronavirus home quarantine facial recognition fails on race government study says lastly the eu might ban facial recognition tech for five years i highly recommend that they uh, they do that and allow these companies a little bit more time to develop the software before it's implemented into uh into reality let's talk about facial recognition folks this is going to be interesting now i want to find out from you if this scenario that I'm about to tell you is now or it's in some uh, probable future or predicted future. So man just finishes a jog, heart rate is elevated, and he stops at the crosswalk waiting for the light to change so he can go on to the other side. Well, he's a little impatient and he decides, ah, uh, there's no cars coming. He jaywalks. Well, as soon as he jaywalks, his face is displayed on a gigantic billboard like you'd see in Times Square. And along with that, then there is this, like kind of like the matrix screen, I don't know if you know what it is, but billions of code is running on right next to his face. Well, that's because on the street, there's this police officer that has these futuristic glasses, looking glasses on, that's running his face through a database of mugshots. Turns out that his face is similar to another gentleman's face that committed tech theft or something, uh, some kind of theft, that's a, a felony theft. Well, then all of a sudden his phone alerts him and says, stay where you are, you've committed a crime, authorities are on their way. Then all the phones on both sides of him or really all around him go off and say, there's a criminal in your midst, please, uh, please stay away from this dangerous person and all the people scatter like roaches. His family is then notified, his friends are notified that he's committed this crime. His employment's notified that he's committed this crime. His landlord is notified that he's committed this crime. All transportation is notified that he's committed this crime. And he has essentially nowhere to go. Authorities pick him up, they arrest him, and because of the nature of the theft, the tech theft charge, he is not eligible for bail. Well. His employer immediately suspends him, 
the people that, that affiliated with him don't want to get in trouble because it's, there's a law that says if they do associate with him that he'll get into they'll get into trouble by associating with him. Then you also have the, his landlord doesn't want this dangerous person uh, in, in the community, so he gets booted out by the landlord or he can't pay rent because he can't make bail to get out to pay the rent and, and take care of that situation. Well, let's say a month goes by, two months go by, then the prosecutor says, oh, we've made a mistake. There is a, you, you look just similar to this other gentleman, so uh, sorry about the arrest but, uh, in your life, but good luck. Here you go. Here's a paper that exonerates you. He runs to his employer and says, hey, I didn't do it. Look, I didn't do it. Do you think the employer took him back? No, of course they didn't. They replaced him. I mean, it's been months, right? And uh, in, in worst case scenario, what if he had to plea to get out because of the time that has elapsed for and pleading to a crime he didn't commit? Folks, it, it happens every day, every day. And I don't think this scenario is going to be any different. Then his friends, which is going to be probably pretty irreparable, they're still not going to want to associate with him just because of the dark cloud that surrounds him, right? And hopefully his parents still uh, still want to take him in, but I don't know who knows in the scenario. Um, well, that is the here and now. That's over in China. But the one part that isn't over in China that is here in the United States is these private companies that people are working for, and I've, I've represented clients, personally represented clients recently, that have been arrested for a charge and the, the employer is notified right away. Then HR lets them go or puts them on leave and then lets them go, uh, depending on what the policy and procedure is. But that's a scary trend. So you're, you're going to lose, the employer knows about it right away. And instead of being innocent until proven guilty by your employer, you're guilty till proven innocent. And then they probably let you go and they hire someone else. Folks, I, I don't think that's fair. Do you? Well, that's uh, another issue for debate, right? The other issue is that these tech companies that are helping China create this Orwellian state, and that's my, my term, that's my opinion, it's an Orwellian state, um, are from the United States, from the West. Well, my concern is if they don't worry about those people's rights over there, then do you think they worry about stomping on our constitutional rights here? And I'm not naming any companies. You can do your own research and figure that out for yourself. But... No, I can tell you they don't if they're not worrying about it over there. Then you have another issue. What is that issue? You have this tenocracy and you have constitu the Constitution. Our rights, right? Well, this technocracy is going above the law. And what I mean by that is when you have a virtual prison, right, because of the amount of information that these private companies are giving out to all these people, private and public, about you immediately, and they, do, and they don't have to abide by the Constitution because they're private companies, then you are, you're in a virtual prison and you have nowhere else to go, nowhere to turn until you've either been exonerated or your case is, has been concluded. Uh, that, that, that needs to change. There has to be some kind of protocols. The, uh, the legislation needs to be aware of it. And I think that with, with how much it can affect someone's life within seconds, people, within seconds, it's it's a major major issue. Just uh, let me give you an example. So uh, the facial recognition software, these uh, these legislatures, uh, legislators, sorry, they uh, said, okay, well we'll go ahead and test uh, some of this uh, this data, this facial recognition out, and see see what it does. So out of twenty five thousand mug shots, right? They, they these uh, twenty I think twenty five twenty eight uh, around there, uh, legislators they 
put their faces in the software. Well, they were all, all these people were labeled as criminals via the mugshots. And none of them, folks, none of them were criminals at all. That's, that's a major, major issue. Now, what about law enforcement, right? I mean, this is, it's a brave new world and law enforcement is using this unregulated. And we're gonna get into that in the next episode. But for example, they're using sketch artists and those sketch artists are running this, the, the sketch through a, a database and then that database there's up 10 to 20 people and these 10 to 20 people, obviously they didn't all do it. One person did it and it might not even be the person from that sketch artist that, uh, that presented it. And there's a few cases of which that happened and a gentleman has been falsely accused as a result. Also, what kind of subjective, uh, suggested bias and procedure are in, are in that investigation as well because of, of that facial recognition software and whatever kind of, uh, promotion that uh, that they're they're using for the facial recognition software for that particular law enforcement also scary is that i believe in uh, nine over 90 percent of the people uh, homeland security said will be will be on facial recognition uh, through airports so what that means is is that if that's the case then that means over 90 percent of the people in the united states are uh, in a facial recognition database. That said, we're running short on time. Let me give you my quote real quick. Quote is, hardest thing to open is a closed mind. Also, uh, that is from Ahmed uh, Kathrata. And if you wanna go ahead and give me a review or a comment, uh, please do on iTunes. There's also Twitter, Robot Crime Blog, uh, Facebook, if please go ahead and let them, uh, let them know about it. And if uh, Skynet doesn't take over, by my next episode. I will see you then. Take care.